Hello again, everybody. This is Dr. Nigro with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. As always, thank you to all of our listeners for your feedbacks, comments, for getting in contact with me through our email address, uh, Psychology Unplugged. It's been a pleasure to talk with a lot of you, and I appreciate that. It really kind of helps drive what topic we want to focus on each week as it pertains to what do people want to really learn about. So today we're going to broach a very large topic, the concept of personality and personality disorders. And I want to preface this by saying I'm I'm going to make some allusions to different personality disorders, but we are going to revisit these and get to each one of them because they are multifaceted multi-layered and much more in depth but just to kind of give you an example of how we navigate through personality all right so what is personality it's kind of who we are um where's it come from it comes from our learned experiences it comes from early messages that we hear from parents teachers um People that we perceive as being influential in our lives and the comments and perceptions that they say, uh, spoken, unspoken. And here's a real scary thing, but a real interesting thing. Back to the work of Adler, our personality is crystallized between five and eight years of age. Scary to think about. You got to be, what, 16 to drive a car? You have to be. 21 by alcohol, but to be given your personality, that's your early gift between five and eight. And there's not much that we, during that developmental period, can do to challenge those things. Uh, We're kind of like sponges. We take those messages in, and they create uh, basically who we are. So think of personality like this. This huge construct of personality is my belief about myself, my belief about other people, my belief about the world in general, and based on those beliefs, the therefores, the conclusions that we draw that dictate how we navigate our lives. Back to the example I'd use about the glasses and the lenses, those are the lenses that are put on between five and eight years of age. And if those lenses do not get reformulated, that's what sticks. Now, a common misconception, and as my role as a diagnostician and as a clinical neuropsychologist, my job is to diagnose and be able to figure out what is wrong with an individual. And this is not to say there's something wrong. And the term personality disorders, I think personally, we have not evolved. We have not evolved as a profession to say they're personality styles. Because when you say personality disorder, it's like saying, you know, John, there's something wrong with you as a person. You know, Amanda, there's something wrong with you as a person. But these, if you look at these as styles, that instills a, a, a higher level of hope. When you when you get to the word disorder, it's like you're going to have this the rest of your life. And are personality disorders treatable? Yes. Are some have a lower success rate? Yeah, like narcissism. One of the few disorders like severe 
anorexia. There's some disorders that pedophilia that are really have a low success rate of treatment. Okay. I want to make this point. Nowhere in the diagnostic manual does it say that personality disorders cannot be diagnosed in children and adolescents and young adults. People have a misconception that you have to be 18 years of age. Yes, they're right on one point. Antisocial personality is the only diagnosis in the DSM that cannot be diagnosed prior to age 18. And I think because whether people's training or their personal views that... They don't diagnose personal disorders early enough. And I'm going to be honest with you, I do. I've diagnosed personal disorders in children and adolescents because of my training. If it looks like a duck and it acts like a duck, it must be a duck. And I think we people have done a, can do a huge disservice by discounting the fact that personality, given that it's crystallized between five and eight years of age, is not diagnosed. And what happens is those thinking patterns and behavioral patterns and emotional patterns get over-rehearsed over and over and over again. And then it's so, okay, on your 18th birthday, now you're allowed to be diagnosed with a personality disorder when it's been there all the entire time. So how does that help people? And, you know, this is, again, I said there's going to be controversy in this program, and I'm totally fine with that. But, you know, show me the page in the DSM where it says you can't diagnose personality disorders prior to age 18 with the exception of antisocial personality. So let's, let me just kind of give you an example because I, again, they were only touching the surface. Let's take the cluster B groups. In the cluster B groups, we, we have cluster A, cluster B, cluster C. In the B group, you have the antisocial, the histrionic, the narcissist, and the borderline. Okay? Now, <clears throat> imagine Easter bunnies. Chocolate Easter bunnies that are pristine. They're Godiva. Um... They're beautiful. We we look at them. We 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 want to take a bite out of them. We admire them. We want to be close to them. If you bite into the chocolate Easter bunny, that's the narcissist or the histrionic. They're hollow. There's nothing there, which makes it a reason. One of the reasons why. It's those disorders are very hard to treat. The narcissist, if you go back to when we watched Wizard of Oz, the black and white version, the colored version, doesn't matter. The narcissist and the histrionic are terrified of Toto pulling the curtain because they are nowhere near what Oz pretended to be. If you look at the I'm going to hold off on antisocial because that's a very different one because we're getting, going to get into antisocial and sociopathy, which are two very different things. But I'm just trying to give some examples of personality disorders. If you bite into the borderline, it's solid chocolate. That, that's why it has the highest success rate of treatment because the component parts are there. They just need to be rearranged. Now, some of those parts are dirty. Some of those parts are okay some of those parts are really sharp some of those parts are obtuse but they all fit together it's it's a jigsaw puzzle 
but it's a jigsaw puzzle with all the pieces. It just takes a while to put together. I don't know anybody, well, it's probably some people that put a jigsaw puzzle together right away. But as I said before, your progress in therapy is directly related to how hard and how much effort you put in to your therapeutic process, which does not take place in the office. Please understand this. The therapy takes place in between the sessions. That's where the work is because that's where the world is. The world is between your hourly sessions week to week. And people have this misconception that I'm going to walk in the office and give you all the magic tools or I'm going to give you the magic pill and I'm going to feel better. That is not how this stuff works. There is no magic cure. You have to put the work in, especially when you're getting into personality. When the teacher is ready... The student will come and the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and the single step begins with accepting and being able to get the right diagnosis because how can you treat somebody if you don't know what it is and yes is my job to put a label on someone yeah that's the hardest part of my job my job is not to find out what's right with somebody that is not what diagnostics is about you don't get the x-ray on the hand that doesn't hurt otherwise you're chasing symptoms you know, my wife is dictated by managed care. She gets 15 minutes for a follow-up, an hour for an intake. But as I said, you have to come up with a preliminary diagnosis. But if that diagnosis never goes unchecked, there's so many people that get diagnosed in an inpatient unit with, border, with, with bipolar disorder, with schizoaffective disorder. And I can tell you there's so many people that don't even are even close to that. So diagnostic clarification and acknowledging the, that the reality not my, not my philosophy, but the reality is that personality disorders can and should be diagnosed if they are present and a person meets the diagnostic criteria. That, I think, says more about the individual clinician than it does about the actual theories and the research and the available data that we have. So, as I said before, people go online, they look up, oh, I think I have borderline personality because I cut. Okay, is that a diagnostic criteria, one criteria of borderline? Yes. But you have to meet five out of nine. And again, the diagnostic combinations, that yields 120 different combinations of it. So personality is a huge construct. It it gets overshadowed by the clinical disorders because people come in and what tends to happen in therapy is people focus on the branches. And the branches of the depression the anxiety, the mood swings, the sleep dysregulation. The goal of treating personality is you treat the root system. There's no medication for personality. And a good cross-check is somebody who's been on multiple medications and they failed them. That's a really good cross-check for, for a personality disorder. So this is just a brief introduction into the world of personality. And I wanted to kind of bring this up and kind of start the process. As I said, we haven't really got into the specific disorders in and of themselves, but from the feedback that I've, uh, and comments, which I really appreciate that I, I've been getting, is this is an area that a lot of people, I'm trying to want to demystify uh they are treatable. Again, some have a lower success rate of treatment, but collectively, this is a, a, a diagnostic group that goes unlooked prior to the age of 18. And again, I think it does a disservice to patients who are struggling with something, but whether it's ignorance, whether it's lack of training, whether it's a distorted belief system, know the DSM. 
That is the manual by which we operate on. And again, with the exception of antisocial, if it's there, do people should be doing justice by the patient and acknowledge the reality if you understand personality theory. So just wanted to give a brief introduction. We will incorporate and get into the different personality disorders. Again, at this point, we're still stuck with disorder. But I would encourage you, look at them as styles. It's just how you view the world. It's how you view other people. It's how you view yourself and the conclusions that you draw. And the positive side of that, that can be changed. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be you know, a comfortable journey. But if you're, you're uncomfortable, as I've said, that's the precursor to change. So just a brief intro. We'll delve into these in more detail uh, with myself and colleagues. Um, until Feel free to contact me, as you guys have been doing, through psychologyunpluggedoutlook.com. Uh, getting in contact with me through Psychology Today. It's been great talking to a lot of people. Um, you can you know, get my phone number and email address off of Psychology um, Today. And as I try to end each session, um, keep focusing on learning how to become independent of the good opinions of other people. Until next time, be well, and we will talk to you then. Thanks. Take care.